Welcome to Inside the Match, where Alex and Simone talk residency applications. We are two residents here to help you navigate the match. For each podcast, we'll bring you residents from various specialties and backgrounds to give advice. So today we have Brittany, and Brittany is a spouse of a resident, so it'll be so exciting to be able to speak about the process of going through the match as a spouse. So thanks for joining us, Brittany. Hey, no problem. So Brittany, tell me a little bit about your family. So Brad is my husband. He is a radiology resident right now, and I work in marketing, and I have for about five years. And then Brad and I got married when I was a senior in undergrad and he was like a sophomore and we had miles our first year of med school. So he's now eight and I do not recommend that. (laughs) And Maisie came fourth year, which was a great year to have a baby because it slows down a little bit. And then Marshall came jump four years later to during fourth year of residency. Wow. Yeah. So he's just like a little... He's almost one. And he's also incredibly adorable. (laughs) Thank you. So, you know, when you were going through this whole match process with your husband, tell us what was important for you, your husband, and your kids when you were identifying potential programs to look at. Yeah. So, like, if I'm being totally honest, Brad kind of controlled the match list. Like, I didn't have a lot of say. I was just like, I just wanted to support him and I wanted him. He was really passionate about going to the top programs. So like, you know, MGH was number one. I can't remember why he ranked. He says he still doesn't know why he ranked Duke number two. He said the basketball court like got him, but he ranked Duke number two. And then of course, um, where we are now, Wash U number three, but he really cared about and I could go down the list, you know, he like really cared about the quality of the radiology program. That was number one to him. He wanted to get the best possible training. And now just like looking back, I'm so grateful we matched here because of like with a family, there's literally no better place to live. So how would you describe what your role was when you were ranking these programs come January and February? So I just, I still remember like, at that time he was actually going to the location and coming back with like all these pamphlets and stuff. And he'd be like, bring me a piece of paper. There was just like tons of scribbles on it of like what the attendings had told him, like for having a family is like, you know, like this place, this is where we would need to live. And this is like, this place has all this stuff to do. And you know, this, this is like the housing here. And so I would sit down and like research locations all the time And I would say like, okay, this has St. Louis, you know, for example, has so much to do. And then I would look at like Boston, of course, and be like, we can't afford to live here with like two kids. How are we going to live here? You know? And so I like had a huge part in that process. And I also carried a lot of anxiety. I mean, Brad was like night sweating, but like, I still took on a lot of the research, like lifestyle wise because at the time he did not have the capacity to do that. He was like so stressed about, you know, scheduling interviews and doing a good job in the interviews that like the location didn't really cross his mind. Whereas me, I was like, we have to be able to afford to live there. You know, 
our kids at the time weren't in school, but like it has to have decent schools and, you know, we have to live within proximity to the hospital. I'm not like having you commute an hour. So, I mean, there was just like a lot of research I did that he was not capable of doing. And so that's kind of like my, my role. I was like, look, this place has this, this place has this. So how do we like rank according to, you know, lifestyle kind of. That is so important. And no matter if you have a spouse or a parent or a friend that's willing to sort of be your backbone and help you out through the process, it's really important to be able to look at some of those things, especially when you have so many programs that you're excited about, but to look at your actual lifestyle in those cities if you have a family is very essential. So, you know, in a program, the relationship with spouses can also be important, especially when you're moving to a new city and you're looking for new jobs and you're looking for new friends. So what is your relationship with other spouses in the community or in Brad's residency program? Yeah, so I think like as far as his residency program, a lot of us are like in different phases of life, right? Like some just got married, some don't have any kids, some aren't married. And like when we came to residency, we already had, well, we currently have three kids, but when we came to residency, we had two. And so we just kind of like are in different phases of life. But as the years have gone on, you know, they've kind of joined us with like marriage and kids. And, um, but like Brad, my favorite thing is going to get togethers, right? Like, well, if that ever happens again, but like, <laughs> But at the a few years ago, or like last year, we would go to like a Christmas party, you know, graduation. And that's where I really got to know him. And then I could relate when he's saying all these names of people at work, you know, I was like, oh, how's his, how's his girlfriend or, you know, how's his kids? And so I could relate by like getting together. Um, I, we really should like get together more, but I'll just put the blame on Brad because he's like the stereotypical <laughs> radiologist. He's antisocial. No, but when you're with him, he's like very social. He just isn't going to like go out of his way to like plan something. So I try to do that. And, um, that's, that's like so valuable because once you start following them on social media, you can relate and you can have a friend that's like in the trenches with you, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, you think of a radiologist and they're in a dark room all day. And <laughs> so it's yeah. definitely a different type of field, but it's a, a very important one. And so we do respect Brad and all the work that he does later yes. in the hospital. Well, I have to say, I have to say, I did think they were like in a dark room all the time. And if there's radiologists listening, they'll like laugh at that comment. But like, they do a lot of procedures in bright lights too. So they're not <laughs> totally, totally, you know, vampires. They, they do get in the light a little bit. <laughs> so being married to a spouse in medicine is tough. And so how do you feel like throughout this entire process, not only when you have to support him, but you have to support your kids and then, you know, make time for yourself. Yeah, I think that is, it's such a tricky thing. And I'm like trying to wrap up like nine years, right? Into this one question. But I think something like I've, I'm not great at this, but like, I, like, I can promise you, I probably said this like within the last six months, but sometimes I just feel like everything I am and everything I do comes second. Like my job comes second. I work from home or my, you know, whatever I'm doing doesn't matter or have like the weight of what he's doing. And I think 
that's not the case. I know that's not the case at all. He does what he does for me and our families. So at the end of the day, I just think supporting him is the best thing. And I, I feel like I, I'm in a lot of like Facebook spouse groups and I hear so much complaining toward their spouses, right? Like my husband never helps out around the house, you know, how to get your husband to do stuff. And, and for me, I just know like the, the level of like whatever Brad's dealing with at work and like boards coming up, I have to like be ready for that. And I have to say like, okay, the house is not going to be clean all the time because I can't do it for myself. And he's not capable, you know, when he gets home at 10 every night, like he's not mentally capable of like jumping in and doing all this like extra stuff. So I think, I think just like really supporting them and trying to be positive, even though it's so hard sometimes and and also like realizing that I have to have a life for myself too my life doesn't revolve around his life and his career I have to be my own person and I have to say look this is what I'm doing today if he's home for it great if not great like that's just that's just how I've been able to go throughout this process I mean that's like nine years wrapped in a in a, in a 30 or 30 second response but yeah well, hopefully life as an attending will soon get better um, in regards to your own sanity and the yeah. amount of time that he will be around and at home. So, you know, there are applicants that are planning on having children or have children similar to what you did when you had your two kids when Brad was applying to residency. So what questions would you recommend that someone ask a program director on the interview trail in regards to having a family in residency? Yeah, I think some big ones are like where where to live. I think when Brad and I were just him and I, we would live really anywhere, right? Like in the city, we would live like, you know, downtown, five stories up, whatever. But with kids, things change. You know, I'm not hauling two kids up an elevator every day or stairs or whatever. I mean, if you can't, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I, I just really wanted to know like where they thought we should live that was within our means. You know, sometimes they offer us suggestions. You're like, whoa, no, we could never live there, but we're residents if you forgot. But, um, but like areas to live, some good school districts, which that's hard to find out when you're just maybe across the continent trying to figure out what school district to live in. Because if you're going to live there six years, you got to know your kid is going to go to kindergarten eventually, you know, if, if you have a kid already too. And so, you know, school districts, what there is to do for families in the city. Are there parks? Are there trails? Are there, you know, lots of activities for your kids to do? Um, cost of living is really important. And then this one, I think a lot of people just assume it'll work out, but we actually did transitional year somewhere and then we came to Wash U. So we did transitional year at JPS in um, Fort Worth, Texas. And the insurance there was like totally covered. There was no nothing taken out of your paycheck. Right. And that was fabulous. And that really changed for our family that really changed our salary. Right. Cause when we move here, when it changes to, you know, 250 to 500 a month, that really changes. And so when you're living off resident salary with two, three kids, the insurance is really important. And that's something you can just ask them and they'll give you a handout with all the info. So those things I think were big things that I wanted to know, like where to live, and another one was like, if you know anyone that is leaving, you know, what, where's the resident list of their homes that we could rent or, or whatnot, you know, so those are big, big ones for us. 
That's a great point about insurance. It's something that a lot of residents don't think twice about and they don't ask about and they don't understand. But when you have a family, that's a significant cost in addition to your budget and something to consider when you're ranking or thinking about going to a program. So you're you know, in St. Louis, uh, and so what do you like most about living here? It sounds like you weren't uh, you know, sure where you're gonna end up, and you know, when St. Louis ended up high on the list and you came, it's, it's exciting to be in a place like the Midwest, but also some people are, find it a little bit daunting to be in the center of America. So what do you like about being here? You know, St. Louis like, has so many great things about it, and, and Brad's in his fourth year, fifth year <laughs> yes he's in his fifth year of residency fourth year of radiology residency but fifth year because he did that first transitional year um he when we moved here I was just like oh this is so awesome there's so much to discover here um and we moved from Fort Worth which is like you know Fort Worth Dallas area so much to do but I, now thinking about leaving, I just can't even, I just can't even talk about it because it's so, this has become such our home. There's so much free stuff to do. There's, you know, museums that are free, um, tons and tons of great parks, trails. I mean, the restaurants here are really, really good. Um, the people here are great. We live in this perfect little community with quaint little schools. I mean, it's just incredible. And then we have like, every store you could imagine, right? Like we have this like big city, everything's within like 10, 15 minutes. So I think, I think as a family, like I really love just being like, Hey, let's go to the zoo today, you know, and it's five minutes away and we spend the day at the zoo because guess what? It's free. And a lot of the science museum is free. And so we have all these things where we go to the zoo, we go to the science museum. My kids are so, so spoiled. They're not going to know what hits them if we don't move to a place with all this stuff, you know? So they're just, they've just grown up like in such culture. And I, I really love that about St. Louis. Yes, it is incredibly vital, no matter if you have a family or you're alone, and to be able to look at all the different museum opportunities and to also look at traffic. Like you said, it's such a convenient city and other cities might be similar, but others might be vastly different where it would take over an hour to get across the city to somewhere you want to go. So, you know, looking back after going through this, this whole process with Brad, is there anything that you would do differently? Yeah, I would just... I'll just chill out. <laughs> like, I just feel like I am just such a chill spouse now. Like I just am just like, whatever, you know, in the beginning, like, especially like the match step time, I was just, and so was Brad really. We just, we couldn't chill out. We just had so much, so many expectations and you worked for this, you know, but I would just, my advice would just be to like, just relax. It's going to be okay. I have my sister's husband is also a doctor and guess what? He didn't match. He scrambled and it worked out almost even better, you know? And so I think like, it's so, so stressful, but everything works out. And you know, it's like, it's, it's all happening for a reason and you're going to end up where you're supposed to be and you're going to love it and you're going to make the best of it. And you're going to say, Oh my gosh, like we do all the time. Like thank goodness we didn't match there, you know, like we love it here or whatever, you know, or like these people we're with are incredible or this attending was meant for me, you know, things like that. And it just, I would just chill out, just relax. It's going to be okay. 
great piece of advice. And it's important for everyone to realize that they can make any place their home, whether that be, you know, big time city or a small rural community. It's for a short period of time. And like you said, it might become your long lasting home when you realize all the support and the strengths that that community has for you. Is there anything else that you would like to offer about the ways to support your spouse or the whole match process in general? Yeah, I, I think, I think just like, don't be afraid to like express your feelings too, right? <laughs> like I feel like throughout the whole journey, it's like becoming a doctor, matching, finding a good residency program. Sometimes you're like, in the background, right? Like the shadow. <laughs> and it's like, you're like, no, no, you're the all-star, right? Like you, your career is so important, but like, no, I am so important too. And you know, if, if things are good for you or if things are not great for you, it's always so good just to like talk to them about it because they need that too. They need that break from their world or, or you're saying, look, like I need this from you. And and hopefully they are receptive to that. Brad is so receptive to that. But like we, it took us a long time. I mean, there were times where I was like, you know, like a, a wreck. And I was just like, I can't get through this. This is so hard with two kids and you're gone all the time. And he's like, okay, what can I do to help? You know? And so you just have to speak up and be okay with the fact and accept that you are just as important to your family unit. And, um, and just speak up when things get hard. It's okay. I love that. That's an important thing for all of us to remember. And we'd like to end the podcast with a fun fact. So can you share a fun fact about you? I noticed the one that you were going to share was about <laughs> <Yes>. Brad. <laughs> well, I love that fact about him, but um, about me. Oh, put me on spot. I'll share Brad's and then I'll share mine. Brad used to be in a rock band like Indie Rocked and he would play shows with Imagine Dragons and Neon Trees. So he's like, <laughs> but that was his second dream job. We'll see if it really happens. But, um, a fun fact about me. Oh my goodness. Um, I grew up on a farm. How about that? I grew up oh. on a farm. And what about and, all your siblings? Oh dear. Yes. I have so many siblings. It sounds like polygamy or something, but it's not. My mom just like, I have one mom and dad and I have 15 siblings. It's bonkers. And I don't tell people a lot because they just freak out about it. But, and no like step siblings or no twins or triplets or anything. It's all single births. My mom, I don't know how she did it. She's like incredible. Cause I'm ready to just be done with three, but yes, grew up on a farm. And we just joke around that like back then you could have that many kids and they just lived in the middle of nowhere. And they just, I mean, like, I don't know. They just, we played outside all day with the animals. So there was like not the stress there is now. Wow. Well, if your mom can survive having 15 children, then we can all survive going through the match. So yeah, exactly. we'll, t we'll take that as a, as a way to close. So that's all the time we have today with Brittany. Thanks for joining us at Inside the Match. Special thanks to Kevin McCloyd for the music and be sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast. Catch our next podcast to learn more application tips and hear from another awesome resident.